So literally, just after I finished posting my analysis of all the Apple Silicon Mac event rumors, including the AirPods Studio rumors, link in the description, Mark Ehrman and Debbie Wu from Bloomberg, they go and report on a whole new batch of AirPod rumors. Some new, some we've seen or heard before. Now, Mark is currently ranked 88.3% accurate over a mind-blowing 377 rumors by the Apple Tracks website, which has him at A tier. But I'm just gonna keep on saying it makes him more like an S tier simply based on the volume of rumors alone. And I'm also gonna keep on saying that Debbie Wu should be up there as well because shared byline means shared credit. All that to say, Mark and Debbie's reporting is just some of the most accurate in the industry. And so I'm just gonna go through all of it, filter out the news part from the biz pub wrapping part and give you my live reactions, what I think these new rumors mean for Apple and for all of us. Sponsored by Skillshare. First up, third generation AirPods, baseline AirPods, nothing, the original, now entry-level models that currently go for 159. Can't stop doing that. Mark and Debbie say the design of the updated entry-level AirPods are actually gonna be like the current AirPods Pro, which means the shorter stem and the replaceable ear tips, and that Apple is also looking to improve battery life, but that they won't have the same higher-end features that the AirPods Pro have, like noise cancellation, and that Apple is discussing launching these new low-end AirPods during the first half of next year, so the first half of 2021. Now, I think this makes sense for a variety of reasons. First, while the original AirPods design, which was based on the original EarPods design, the one that Johnny Ive and team measured just thousands and thousands of ears and modeled them to come up with a geometric design that would fit in most ears most of the time, that still meant there were a bunch of ears they didn't fit in a bunch of the time, including mine, which have been just mangled by a decade of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So almost nothing stays in them any of the time. I know there are some people who prefer the current entry-level AirPods, the original EarPods design, over the uh, AirPods Pro design, because even though the AirPods Pro give you a variety of different tips that you can put on them, just for those people, none of those tips are as comfortable or as well-fitting as the original AirPods. They're sort of the ideal part of that ideal ear shape as defined by Johnny Ive. And for them, losing out on that option will just suck. So I'm hoping Apple will actually take it a step further and do better than the current AirPods Pro tips because even including the material, but just including the three sizing options, they're still not perfect fits. I mean, again, for me, the left-hand side just fits in, which is the first time I've ever had uh, a headphone stay in an inner ear, an in-ear headphone stay in. And that's a combination of the adjustable tips, but also the lack of the cord that's on a traditional headphone just pulling at my ears. So that sort of floating anti-gravity design and the different Sizing options works for my left ear, right ear still falls apart, especially if I'm moving or talking or chewing or doing any of those things. So I think there's a wider range of designs. And also, I know some people have had way better luck with aftermarket foam tips, just a different material that could be used. 
So maybe there is some way that Apple could shift the design of those three tips or go to four tips and have one of them be almost exactly the same as the current AirPods for people for whom that is just the ideal. They are the platonic form earpods, AirPods, and then have more variety for those of us who need that greater variety. As to the design, Apple originally made it look like the AirPods were just the earpods with the cords clipped off. And that was functional because it gave them the space to include not only the chipset, the original W1 chipset in the original AirPods, now the H1 chipset, but but things like the accelerometer and battery uh, that was just, you know, the more you could put in, the better. But going to this new design, you sort of get the best of both worlds. You minimize the stems, but you still keep enough of the components inside to make them functional. And especially because the design of the stems creates sort of a beam, uh, an extender, a shotgun microphone for talking. The AirPods have just always been best in class at actually hearing and translating your voice. Nothing to do with the listening experience, but just when you're talking to somebody else over a phone call or a Zoom call or a FaceTime call, any of those things, those were just really helpful. All this to say that, yes, of course, you won't be getting the higher end features because those are more expensive and this is supposed to be an entry-level option, but continuing to push forward after the second generation into the third generation, going for some of the best qualities available from the AirPods Pro and pushing them down into the regular AirPods is just a continuation of the strategy that we've seen for everything from the iPads to the Apple Watch. And I think it's just a really, really good strategy for Apple to follow. Lower prices when they can, absolutely, but increase functionality, increase feature set uh, when they can't, or, or do both, even better, do both at the same time. Yeah, it's just way harder on these. For the next generation AirPods Pro, the higher end, the ones that currently go for 249, Mark and Debbie say Apple is gonna try to make them even more compact by just getting rid of the stem altogether. And the design they're testing is more rounded and sort of just fills or fits inside of the ear, similar to the Galaxy Beans or whatever Samsung ended up calling those, or the Google Pixel Buds. And they're gonna be integrating the noise cancellation, the antennas, the microphones into that smaller, volumetrically smaller casing, but that this has proved challenging and could result in a less ambitious design when the product is finalized. And that Apple is also planning a new generation of wireless chips to power this model. No timeline specified, but it's not hard to imagine next year as well. And weirdly that an Apple spokeswoman declined to comment. Not weirdly that Apple would decline to comment. Apple does not comment on future unannounced products, but it's 2020 and we don't have to say spokesman or spokeswoman anymore. We can just say spokesperson unless we're deliberately trying to needle a specific spokeswoman. So as to the design, I just finished saying how the stem allowed for all of those extra components, that extra battery, and also that boom-like design so it would better capture voice. So I'm guessing, yes, absolutely, it would be a challenge to engineer around all those things. That's exactly what Apple's industrial design ID department loves to do to their hardware engineering department, saying things like, yeah, we're making the phone thinner, but we need to make the camera bigger, figure it out. And every year, I'm sure they're just hilariously delighted 
to accept and try to meet those challenges. And sure, other companies make smaller buds, but they're typically not fitting in everything that Apple is, especially not the custom silicon that Apple's making. In the current generation AirPods Pro, it's the same H1 chipset that's in the AirPods 2, but Apple is using all 10 audio cores. And it just, every time I say that out loud, it takes it a moment to sink in that there's 10 audio cores in this chip. And that's something that no other company, not that they they can't afford to do it, but because other companies sell chips, they have to make a profit on those chips, where Apple only has to make a profit on the AirPods total. So in a very real way, they can't afford to do it because no one's going to pay them a profitable enough price just for the chipset. And Apple doesn't have to worry about that as long as they make a profit on the AirPods, which they most assuredly do. So fitting a next generation H2 chipset, uh, which is what Apple calls their headphone-specific silicon, the H-series, in there, presumably with even more uh, computational audio power inside, you know, maybe a higher core count, but maybe just a bigger core count, uh, and whether the process is shrunk for that and they can make them even smaller, more transistors per inch, basically. But I'd hate to see the quality of anything, especially how good they are in capturing voice diminished at all because of the design considerations. I mean, at this point, I guess we should all just be super grateful they're not going with an all-stem, no-bud approach in the next generation. Next up is over-the-ear headphones, what uh, John Prosser has previously reported would be called AirPod Studios, but something more akin to the Beat Studio wireless line, the current versions of which go for 349 US. And Mark and Debbie say that Apple is still planning to announce high-end noise-canceling over-the-ear headphones but that they face development challenges over the past two years that's caused them to be delayed multiple times and that those were due to go into production weeks ago, but they were pushed back due to a problem. Specifically, they say with the headband that part of the design was deemed too tight, I guess too tight around the head in some of the testing. Now, Mark has been covering these headphones longer than I think anyone else, like for a couple of years, at least at this point. So he knows of what he speaks when it comes to the timeline. But this part is also super similar to a recent report from John Prosser, who's currently rated at 85.5% accurate across 124 rumors. So newly minted A tier by Apple Track. And he said recently that there's a major hiccup in AirPod Studio production and that a few key features have been cut and that they need to work those things out before they can get final units. And then he came back a short time later and said that after the November Apple Silicon Mac event, there'd be another event tentatively scheduled for Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, and that AirPod Studios were planned to be the headliner for that event. Mark and Debbie, though, they named the alleged problem as that headband tightness, and also that Apple initially wanted to include large touchpads on the sides of the headphones, but they've since reduced the size of those panels, and that Apple has also scaled back some of the sort of customization, the interchangeability of the headphones that were one of the driving aspects of the original product uh, pitch product design. And the latest version, it will no longer let you replace the headband but it could still include interchangeable ear pads that they would have sort of this ability. They would come with a set of head of uh, pads and a headband that Apple would probably offer alternatives for, almost certainly offer alternatives before. And it's not hard to assume beyond that, 
similar to Apple Watch bands, that we could see a wide array of third party as well. I mean, never mind Nike or sure Hermes uh, style partnerships, but just in general, what all third parties could come up with. And that might also be a bit of a workaround for the, I don't want to call it the Beats escape hatch, but maintaining the Beats brand over the years has let Apple do some things that Apple itself would probably never do. For example, there have been Beats that have been branded with Mickey Mouse in a partnership with Disney or with different Olympic teams, the colors of the flags of the different countries in the Olympics in cooperation with the Olympics. And it's hard to see Apple not just doing all those SKUs, all those those separate SKUs for those products, but just being willing to do those sorts of partnerships on the main Apple brand. It's sort of been like the alt account, Apple's alt account for headphones, where they can do more experimental out there things without having to take all those on on Apple proper. But it does make total sense to move the mainstream of their products to the AirPods brand now, because as much as Beats was a huge name and a huge success, AirPods have really taken off. Uh, they've become a meme. They're just everywhere. And that's part of why I wonder if Apple really would get rid of something like the stem, something so iconic, something so recognizable. When you see it, uh, you know, all the knockoffs aside, all of that aside, when you see that, you just think AirPods. And that's invaluable from a branding point of view. So unless Apple does something really distinctive with stemless AirPods Pro, they're giving up something by going to that design. And maybe they just they just believe the functionality or the cleanliness or the look is worth more than the branding at that at this point. And if so, hurrah. But getting the over the ears from Beats into Apple and into the AirPods brand, even if they leave Beats Studio there as that secondary Mickey Mouse and Olympics and uh, you know, for people who would never never use Apple devices or want an Apple product. Maybe they use Android or Windows and they're just Apple is anathema to them. Keeping that around still makes a lot of sense to me, at least until they've exhausted enough of that market, of that brand affinity, of that product line to really make it more of a weight that's holding them down and not an ancillary product that's just adding a little more to the coffers. But either way, it sounds like we're absolutely not getting them until next year. So make sure you do hit the subscribe button and bell so you don't miss any updates because I'll cover them as soon as more news is available. And while you're waiting, totally, you should totally learn how to make videos of your own as well. And seriously, you don't even need anything, not anything more than your own creativity, no cameras, no lights, no animation, none of it, just 100% found footage. You can do it all with found footage. And that's exactly what Penny Lane teaches in her Skillshare course. Penny never cared for cameras. She just didn't like them. So she chose to transform existing content, historical content, stock footage, existing videos into new, new, highly innovative works, irreverent works even. And she's won awards doing just that. So you can check out her class. Or if you're into cameras, like I am, you can check out Christopher Rhodes' class, Video on a Budget. Because that's just the real power of Skillshare. It isn't just one class or even several classes. It's an entire online learning community and one that offers membership with meaning and with an annual subscription that's less than $10 a month. You can join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare. And the first 1,000 of you who click on the link in the description will get a free trial of Skillshare Premium. So 
act now. Seriously, start learning today. And clicking on that link just really helps out this channel. So now for more, much more on all of Apple's new products for this fall, click the playlist above where I preview, unbox, review, compare, just everything, all of it for you, every product, every feature. Click on the playlist and I'll see you next video.